0: All right, so here's the pen portion of the interview. Social Club Misfits have a new album. Everyone loves a comeback story. So we are going to break it down song by song. You guys are going to just give us little notes that people may or may not know about it or interesting tidbits of the song. So opening the album, I Can't Fail.
1: Yeah, open album. Uh, Yeah, song was produced by Grant LaPointe. Elijah and then Dave James. Um, One of the first songs on the album that we created, Um, Grant sent me the beat and within like half an hour, I had the whole song pretty much done. And then we added Fern's part and then I just felt like it wasn't over yet. I just felt like uh, it wasn't there. So what I did was I hit up Dave James and was like, man, what would it look like if you could add like an outro to the song? And then we had an outro. Originally we had Chris Derso on the on the song. He was gonna intro it, but there is another song that we have Sunday service where I pitched my voice down and I'm kind of preaching. I didn't want two songs but preaching on it. So I hit up uh, tree giants and Daniel. Um Israel is in like the Philippines, so he can record. You record something, it just wasn't fitting. And me and Daniel worked on it and and ended up, he ended up crushing it. So Daniel Chrisman from Tree Giants, um, but yeah, that was like one of the. I think that was probably the third song worked on the
2: album. Probably top three of my favorite songs. Um, super like the verse came to me real easy. As far as I probably rewrote it three times, but it always came to me. The vibe always came to me. The uh, the beat was always like super dope, super spooky, kind of like just kind of laid it out. You know, for rap, the rap was always fun to get on that track. So. Um, yeah that's pretty much it it was a crazy time but I remember writing that that was a lot of fun as a rapper that's one of the beats that you want
0: next track is Again
1: yeah Again All right, that one has a story Um, originally one of the first A&R that we had was Amanda Butterpeet and so I really I love Amanda she's one of people who really taught me a lot about the music industry about points splits all the back end stuff so we, me and Firm we're like, we wanna hire somebody who understands social club and understands that we're in this weird position between CCM, Christian hip hop. And, you know, as much as we love Christian hip hop, at the same time, like we wanna be able to make music that can reach a wider audience. And so that's why we, sometimes we go in between, but we don't wanna go too far CCM. You don't wanna go too far Christian hip hop. You wanna be like in the middle. And so originally I I wrote this song um, to a different beat. And what ended up happening was one of the beats that Amanda sent, the producer was like, hey, the guys that I'm with, they don't want to sell it. They want to like sell it to a bigger artist. And I was like, man, like we're assigned to a major label. Uh, We'll pay whatever costs. But they just I don't know what the deal was, but they just did not want to work. Um, I think they were like, we're going to ship, someone said something, we're shipping it out to like Drake or something. I'm like, okay, like, go for it, bro. Like, feel free. I'm not going to, I'm not going to debate over a beat. So I hit up like four producers. I hit up um, the guy who hit, the guy who produced um, um, the song, It Could Be Worse by Andy. I hit up him, AG. I hit up like two other producers and I hit up Carvello. Uh, AG sent me something and it was cool. But Carvello sent me that version and then me and him worked together and I added, so I wrote that course and I I wrote like another course to the Carvello song and then I wrote another course to it. We ended up having all three courses. And so the original course, like that was produced totally acapella. Carvello added it, then I added the singing parts in the middle and the end. And then I hit up John and I was like, man, John Keith. And I was like, man, I would, I think you could help. He's such a good writer to me. He's one of my favorite writers. And I hit up John and I was like, man, what what could we do? And so he literally like took my flow and made it even better. And so he wrote, he, he, he like reworded certain things. And and that's the course that we have. And he sent me three versions of it within like an hour. He's just amazing. And so I cut up all the pieces I liked and I rearranged the song a little bit. And uh, I love that song. I think it's a great second song. Just gets you hyped about it. And it also has like three songs in one, which I love. Like Fern's part is different than mine. Um, The middle part, like every part of it. It's a very attention uh, ADD song because it just keeps evolving. And so Carvello produced that with Ace Harris at Reach. Shout out to those guys. And uh, yeah, that song. And then John Keith obviously killed that that hook, made it even better.
0: Wow, so that's a lot of moving parts just within- A lot,
1: a lot. It's a lot too, because it was like, everything was getting mixed. I might even have the original. I think the original one was great. It was more of like horns and like, uh, um, it, it almost sounded a little bit more like um, Family Ties by uh, Ke- uh, Keem and, and Kendrick. Where it was like the horns, like dun, 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 dun. it was it was fire, it was great. And my whole verse was written, and I recorded it on that beat. And so when I took the acapella off and I sent it to Carvello, he literally made it what it was. And we went back and forth like two times. And he he, I had some notes for him, and he killed it. I loved. I think working with him is like the easiest experience. He'll work. And then one thing about Carvello is that he finishes out the song like a real producer will finish out the entire song they don't just sell you the beat and peace out like that's that's a beat maker but a producer they work with you until it's completed he literally worked until it was completed
0: yeah well they always say you could be the the guy who just presses the button or you could be the guy who's like okay my name's on it this is my song too yeah it's a reflection of me so you want it to be the best yeah absolutely
1: that's how i see production too like i don't know I'm not trying to get like a like. Sometimes it's like, "Hey, just sell the beat," but I don't. I feel like my name's on it, and I have a lot to prove. Even now, like in the beginning of, I'm still like in the beginning phases of, of being a producer. Some producers have been doing it for years. I've been doing it for maybe four years tops, and uh, producing my producing us and other stuff. And I, you know, so but one of the things I learned from Sam Ash, who is a Grammy award winning, produced three songs on the record with me. He's like, you gotta finish it out to the end. You gotta make sure that you are fully happy with the product. You don't wanna just release something and let them, the artists, like, you know, figure it out. It's it's easier. I mean, it's, good music is when you finish it to the end and not just, you know, good music lasts like that. I feel like when artists just record over a beat and get a mix, that's like, that's as far as you're gonna get. And I think people nowadays, like our generation, like, you listen to RG's album, you just like, we want more than just. The beat we want it to feel personalized and customized to artists uh an artist sound so
0: yeah no 100% now speaking of sound and capturing a moment your next track is who that is so fern i feel like i feel like you you've got something to say about this track too i feel like this is your era
2: i mean uh yeah like when i first heard it it was uh it gave off that 90s bass era you know um Growing up in the late 90s, being in high school and stuff like that, um, it definitely reminded me of that. So that was easy um, vibes going into it, right into it. I was already feeling it. And then, like, I remember hearing it off the first trip. I'm like, because of of my relationship with DJ Laz, my first thought was like, I got to get him on here. That was the first thing I even thought before I even wrote anything. I'm like, I got to call him up. I know he's going to say, yeah, I might as well call him right now. So. I called the man, I locked him man, he showed love. He's like, yeah, whatever you need, my brother. So I locked him in. And so that was fun, even even just, you know, continuing to finish up the song because, you know, knowing that he was going to be on it and it was just going to be like a certified, like, you know, cultural thing for us, you know, just a full circle thing for me as well. So it was super fun doing that song Um, and just seeing him come out and just like loving everything we were doing and just heavily supporting us. And it was a vibe for us. It was a blast.
0: And when we had done that interview a couple of years back, where we kinda did the deep dive into into your career fern starting from the nineties, he was one of the ones you you kinda came up with, right? When you started rapping.
2: Sure. He's the first guy to uh, he's he's he basically made me a professional rapper because my first payment was through gigs through him, you know, even just like doing like a commercial for Starburst in like ninety eight. Yeah. yeah, it was a campaign, um for for Latin America, it was like a it was like one of my Spanglish things that I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, but uh, he, he got me my first paycheck, you know, and made me a professional. So I just shout out to him. I always remember him for that. But we just always stayed in touch, um, and it was just cool to just connect with him and just you know just bring it back full circle.
0: Yeah, that's dope, Marty. Any anything on that?
2: Uh, yeah.
1: Originally, uh, I produced that song with Enzo Graham. Originally it was for Andy's album. Uh, We were working on a couple last year, we're working on stuff for him. And um, that's actually Andy and John on the chorus as well, screaming who that is with me. Um, And yeah, I think that song is one of my favorite songs. I feel like I've never, we've never gotten, you know, usually when you do a feature with somebody, people are like so excited about it, but I've never got, I've never had so many people be so excited like locally about a feature. Like everybody I know has been like, dude, you did a song with DJ Lattice. And so it was really cool that Frank could connect those dots and make that happen because like, you know, he's a, he's a legend here. And so it's yeah. just fun to have somebody who it's like a full circle moment. You know, those are the songs that you grow up with you hear on the radio on power 96. And that's what we were growing up to see. So that connect those dots was really cool um, to make that happen.
0: Yeah. It's, it's your give back to the community.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's- like, you know, if you don't know who we are, and like maybe you know who DJ Laz is, like you're gonna enjoy it and want to listen to it. So, um, yeah, I have a friend of mine who does music, and we worked uh, we worked in corporate America back in the day. And he works with he's like I think he's signed to ICP's label, so he's like one of those <laughs> like um, what they call his juggalos, like juggalos. He's awesome, he's great. He's a great artist. Shout out to him. Um, but he uh, he he randomly hit me up, never hits me up about music. Was like, I can't believe you got DJ Laz. That's incredible. So it's cool to have like friends of ours locally be like, "Oh my gosh, you know, uh, DJ." And it's funny because even in my boxing, my gym, people are like, uh, "This girl that uh, she's a new coach. She's like, does anybody know who Pitbull DJ Laz is?" And I was like, "What the heck?" Like she didn't even know. I just had a song out with them, even though one of the coaches played it. She was like, "That's DJ Laz," you know, not even knowing that I'm in in boxing, but she, yeah. you know, I'm the I'm the one who made the song. So it's kind of funny. How like, you know, fans who don't like social club or maybe just don't know who we are. I don't want to say don't like, but just don't know who we are, they know last so that it all connects.
0: That's yeah. dope. So the the track Unstoppable.
1: I wrote that chorus with uh uh, uh Zach Paradise, who he did uh Holby's last album. Uh well, first album, Broken Heart. Uh he also produced um with Dave James uh, Fern's solo song, Human. Um, So it was, that song has probably 17 different choruses on it. I worked on that song harder than any other song I've ever worked on in my life. Um, We had massive, huge writers writing on it. We had new up and coming writers and no one can do it. So it ended up being a freestyle that I said, and I was like, um, when, oh, I just made that and everyone was like, that's the, that's it. And so, uh, we were in, I remember I was FaceTiming me, Sam, Sajin who produced the song as well. I produced on it as well. We were in this FaceTime and I hear, um, I hear, I hear Zach like, dude, that works. And so Zach's freestyling it, making it happen. And that after 17 writers, we ended up getting it internally between me and Zach and Sajin. So that song is very, very special. Um, to me, at least. And I love Fern's verse. Song, one of my favorite verses that he has on it.
2: That verse actually came from a breakthrough. Um, during this album, I was having like a tough time. I told a couple people like just kind of having it, it wasn't even writer's block because I mean, I guess it wound up being writer's block. But I never had it before. And it was for a small period of time. It was like for two or three days where I was. Just, I couldn't see anything. I would look up for inspiration and I was just drawing blanks, man. I was literally drawing blanks. And um, and I remember, you know, shout out to LaRussell, but just like, just started watching him real quick and just seeing how he was just having fun with it and just going back to the grassroots with it literally in his backyard in his sandals with with his feet in the grass. And I was just like, man, you know, just sometimes we make things so complicated, you know? And I just took it back to the basics, man. And I remember just kind of like laying on the grass, just like my back staring up at the sun and stuff like that. Just like literally just, just like being a kid again, you know? And um, and like tears running down my face, think about my grandma and stuff like that. But I had just written the verse and I was like, I was making it so tough. And I was just feeling like it was, like this thing that was leaving me and I wasn't able to do it. It was like this crazy thing happening. And I just had to like really just fall back and just like realize that, you know, I I just had to trust God the same way that uh, Social Club got here, Romans 8.28, keeping God in the center. And regardless of the good days or the bad days, that's always been the, you know, chemistry for us. And so I had to just really dive back into that and just really delve back into that and just remind myself who I was um, also Born for This Too stemmed off of that as well. There was actually so crazy how people would be like, oh, I don't want to really do so many commercial songs. But some of them songs, they just come because that's really what's on your heart, man. You and like that's how that's the best way to sing them. You know what I'm saying? You want to sing them in the most massive way possible. And um, so shout out to CCM for you know placing a lot of them songs, like Unstoppable. Hopefully it's gonna be one of the top place songs. But yeah, it came from a place of like almost disparity and then actual victory at the same time. You hear it in my voice inflections. You could hear you could hear the octave pitch in my voice the way I was more excited. Like you could just tell that I was just happy to have it back after feeling like it was like gone, you know, and I'm just thankful. And every time I write now, I'm like, God, what are we writing today? You know what I'm saying? Like, seriously, like I, you know, like sometimes we get caught up and lean on our own understandings about it and just forget that we're writing with God and we're just being, um. We're just being a vessel and an instrument. So I really tapped into that feeling and into that thought process during the writing of that song.
0: So the next track is The One Out, The Friend Zone.
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I actually produced that, I think,
1: for uh, Reach uh, 2022, I think, playlist originally. And um, it just, I don't think it worked out. And so I was like, you know what? I like the song. I'm going to keep it uh i think i originally had tommy on it i love tommy he's such an easy hang uh yeah and then i had juice bangers kind of punch up some of the production but yeah that some of these songs like just came naturally and we kept them like i have i feel like i have like 500 songs on my laptop just stuff like this that's just in there and um i love making music so it's like something that we both love me and firm both love making music we have a ton of songs that even aren't released and stuff like that and so this is one of those songs that wasn't released, but it just got like, it just has a really soft spot in my heart. Um, I don't know. I just, it, it, you know, I, I think when I was listening to the whole album and I was like, all right, there's like a lot of hip hop. Like there's something, there's always some piece of me that wants to balance the album out with something that's maybe a little softer, or a little bit more pop. Yeah. So that was, that was that song. And um, I wrote that. Uh, I had Zach help me write some bars on it. And Tommy Profit and uh, yeah, Juice Bangers help punch up the production. I like that song, it's fun, and uh, it's almost like a part two to like um, to like Lu out from the last album, where okay. it's Like guitar led and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, Trapstick. hey, and, and it and it fits on the record, right? So, might as yeah, well, yeah, it just it's, might as well stack it.
1: I think that most artists, I think, an issue with most music that I listen to nowadays. And now before I used to think it was maybe something like held us back, but I think it's actually one of the most important parts of social club and Marty and Fern. is like, we bring a wide array of diversity in everything we do. And um, you know, most artists are like, all right, let's just do hip hop. And so you listen to like certain albums and it's like, all right, it's the same thing over and over. It's saying let's melodic or it's going to be, you know, and I think that one of the things we do is we bend genres. We always are combining different sounds. So it's like, You're gonna get pop, you're gonna get CCM, you're gonna get real hip hop, you're gonna get, you know, everything is gonna just kind of create a full album, full spectrum album. And so I feel like this album has that tone to it where it's like, all right, you don't like this song, we got another idea, we have another idea. And so I think that that's our calling card is like, we are known to make music that is always gonna cross uh, and genre bend.
0: The next track which I, I don't think I've ever heard a feature where Tori Deshaun hasn't destroyed everything. Yeah. Uh, rendezvous. Rendezvous.
1: Yeah. He's special. That song was produced by Isaiah Leroy, um, a new producer that I love. He's a new guy out of Philly. He's incredible. Um, and then Ben Lopez, um, one of my best friends, and we produced everything together. And he he produced that song. And I remember we were working on the song. And I was like, I want like to make the hardest song. I want this song to be like, the hardest thing ever. And so as we were producing it, it just kept getting better and better. And then, uh, me and Ben, we always kept throwing this freezer. We're like, bust out the roof, bust out the roof, bust out the roof. And, uh, so I hit up Tori and Tori was like, Oh my gosh, I want to get in the song. I love it. And so me and him, I think we FaceTime and he was, he was like, I got an idea. I'm going to freestyle some stuff. He had his wife who's whistling in the back of the song. That's his wife going, you know, um, and uh, he was like, I got an idea. Bust out the roof. I'm going to go meet God. It's a rendezvous. Is that cool? He's like, can we just keep it? And I was like, that's perfect. He actually did like a 16 bar chorus. And we cut those two lines and repeated uh, repeated it a couple times. And so he's just so talented. I love working with him. Um, and that song came very smooth. Fern, one of Fern's like best verses, I think, on the album. It just is like, it's not even 16 bars. It's like 24 bars. And um yeah it's a really fun song. It's one of my favorite songs in the album.
0: yes, yeah, is that energy on the chorus is like is crazy,
1: yeah, yeah, and we wanted to make something that was like in the veins of like cops um in the veins of like this is the song that when we perform it, people lose their freaking minds, and so that was kind of the idea behind this song, and uh, we got it, so
0: got what you need,
1: yes, yeah, it's got what you need produced by uh. Sam Ash, me, Sajin, uh, David Frank, and another artist. Actually, originally this song was this song was I heard this song in 2020, and I wanted to put it on "Feared by Hell," but I just didn't feel like I just didn't feel like it fit on there. I don't know why I thought that, but I just I don't think I found the right producer at the time. Now that I had I found Sam, and uh, yeah, he produced that song and he made it so good. We literally. That song was originally written for like Blackpink mm. or uh, like BTS. It was originally written for them, a part of their sessions. And um, they recorded, I guess, a lot of songs and that song just didn't make it. And I was like, can I have it? And he was like, absolutely. So we just took the vocals off, reproduced it through the vocals on. Uh, Fern contacted Jordan Feliz and it was like that.
2: It was a very simple process for that song.
0: Fern, with all the, with all the plugs on here.
2: It's, it's just those songs right there, man. They're like no brainers, man. Especially Sam. He serves them up. Once they get, once they all Marty and them, they all get in the kitchen. But with them Sam Mash collabos, especially, they're like, Fern, you only got to do a 12. I'm like, what? It's insane how these songs, they, they they become so powerful. And um And to us, it, it seems regular to us, but it's not regular, man. How we start to put these songs together. And it's been like three or four, you know, huge songs that we've been able to put together with Sam Mash. Other, you know, do uh dope collabs. But yeah, man, every time we get with Sam Mash, he's always pushing you too, man. He'll push you. He's the gentle pusher, though. He's an encourager. He's gonna be like, you know what, man? Like, I feel like you could go harder on this, front Or or I need you to lay back more. Or, I don't want you to rap here. I want you to sing here. But you know what I'm saying? You trust him because um obviously he has a great reputation that um that supersedes him. Um, but at the end of the day, like he's just a great worker. You know, he knows what he's talking about, he's not BSing you and you know, we've just been able to pull out some awesome, awesome songs with him. So I like that joint.
0: Now we have uh, Welcome to the Club.
2: Yeah, Welcome to the Club, produced by uh, Ray King and
1: a new producer. Hey, producer. Uh, Av producer. Yeah, AVXP. Um, Ray wrote yeah, like the initial, like, humming. Like, he was like, welcome to the club. Like, he kept throwing oh. around this phrase, welcome to the club. So then I took it and I made the chorus what it was. And I had, I even added some production elements to it, but AVXP, that dude's a freak of nature. He's a, he's a battle producer. And so me and him, we became friends over the pandemic and I got connected by Ray Rock, who linked us together and was like, I found this guy. Um, I met him in New York, I think. And he's like, you got to work with them. And uh, yeah, so uh, Ray King got that sample, had the idea on the chorus. I beefed it up a little bit. And that song, and then at the end, I was like, you know, I want to add something that's like a little bit more like, uh, I don't know, like reggaeton. Like I want to add, I just want I every time I view a song, I'm like, all right, how do we take this up another notch? And so for that song at the end, uh, we added the reggaeton part and that's an alley-oop to Fern. Fern knocked that out the park like instantly. Um, and so those types of songs are just fun. Like a lot of these songs, I think that it's, I think for artists, the hardest part, and this is like, I think where I, my job makes it easy. When I hear a song, I immediately know where I want to take it. I know where I want to go. And so like I have a vision. As soon as I hear a beat, I get the vision for where it should go. Um, And sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes it does. But I always want to try it because you just never know. Sometimes explaining an idea is like, oh, okay. And then you do the idea and you're like, oh, I see where you're trying to go with this. And so for that song, um, I saw the vision. I knew exactly what I, I wanted on that song. And so yeah, it was, it's a it's a good song. I feel like people are like really loving. I that's the one that I, I didn't expect everyone to like just gravitate toward. I knew it would be good, but that song, I'm like, I'm looking at numbers, I'm seeing stuff, and I'm like, wow, people really love that song. So it's it's good to have a song like that. I feel like a lot of songs that me and Fern have, like, we say certain things, and you either have to be understand like the culture of Christian culture, or you have to like understand South Florida to get a lot of the funny bars that we have or it just kind of goes over your head so um that's a fun song um i'm excited that i'm excited that it worked out really well
0: Yeah. yeah 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 now fern it's your track human
2: yeah you know um it was fun to bring it back to the basics and just me and marty have a solo track on the album if you go back to previous projects that was something we always did you know so we brought it back to the essence and um you know, I I had a couple ideas. Me and Paz had a couple ideas going back and forth. I had a couple producers sent me some ideas, but towards the end, I just you know, what I mean, I didn't really have anything that I was like gravitating to that I felt like really putting on the album. You know what I'm saying? Nothing that I had that came across my desk that I was like, whatever. So I was talking to Marty about it, and he was like, "Yo, let me send you a couple things." And he sent me that joint. And like, you know, sometimes like as a writer, like sometimes you get songs and you already you already see the beginning and the end. You're like, let me just sit down and write it. It's already done. You, you get the vibe of the song, you like it, and you already foresee yourself writing it. So I, that's how I felt when I heard it. I was like, man, I, for, I can foresee myself killing this. Like, You know what I mean? Basically. And so it was just fun. I was like, man, I'm looking for it and it came and it showed up right on time. So I was just thinking about, you know, um, when I wrote it, I was just thinking about, you know, current situations that I was going through, you know, and if you notice when you listen to it, you know, um, we all go through this sometimes where, you know, you have friends and, you know, you have to, it's a seasonal thing sometimes. Sometimes every seven years, you kind of refresh your whole life, everything, you know, friends and things of that nature. And some sometimes, you know, you, you ghost. And to me, it was just a ghosting thing. I just had to go ghost. I just, I was just felt overwhelmed. At least that's how I was on my side of things. So I just, I just went ghost and some people were, you know, collateral damage and it wasn't on purpose and it wasn't. So I feel like this was my ode to them and I didn't do it technically, but if you do follow social club, like folklore, you would know that I usually, when I do a song by myself, I put like a song for like somebody, you know what I'm saying? And I should have like, I should have put a like inside joke, but I should have put a song for, you know, um. If you think it's for you, this is a song for you. Insert your name, you know, basically. But that's all it was. It was almost like an open letter, open, like, apology for anybody that I may have ghosted through my own personal situation. And just being super transparent, basically, like, if if maybe this is you, like, you'll know exactly that this was the apology you needed. This is the closure you needed as far as, you know when it came to writing it. That was really the thought process behind it. I thought it was just a good way for me to kind of like get some thoughts out there on the subject matter without having to text everybody, without having to get on the phone. Mm. Having said all that, you know, little by little, you try to, you know, uh, rekindle relationships. You try to better yourself, try to keep growing every day and, um, and try to get better at returning texts and picking up the phone and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But for the most part, that's really what that song is. It's all love. Shout out to everybody out there who's rocking with the music and uh really showing love. So and shout out to Zach. I got to, I'm going crazy, but Zach yeah, shout out to Zach and Dave James, man. You know, I got on the phone with them and they were really instrumental. They were really like super consummate professionals, man. You know, just really got on and got to the task at hand, knocking everything out um and even though at the same time zach was moving from where he was at i believe atl to california and he was stopping at you know wherever he was hotels and just to get the cheap wi-fi just to be able to send the session send the stem staying up with timelines and dave james just freaking legendary um so it was fun working with them and fun to get a record in with them but shout out human i like that record
0: nice born born for this next track
2: yeah, born for
1: this. Uh I heard uh, one of this when we were working on Unstoppable, um uh, my buddy I was talking to Sam Ash because we always what I what I do basically every day is I, I producers, people DM me, stuff like that. So we're always I'm always trying to get on a session. I feel like if I'm on a session, you never know what happens. And so I got in a session with Sam. We we're just talking about Unstoppable, and he played just the course of that, didn't have any production on it. And it was, uh, and uh, the original song. And I was like, oh, this is like great. What is that song? And he's like, honestly, man, we made this uh, last summer and I just don't know what to do with it. And I was like, all right, let's cut this, 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 let's add let's add drums to it. And we ended up making that song like from scratch, just built it around the chorus. And um, that song just, and then we hit up, uh, when I was talking to Amanda, I'm like, what kind of features do you want to see? And she's like, a lot of times when people do these types of, like big hook songs there's always like there's always like it's always like a pop artist right it's like you know you think about me myself and i it has bb Rexa, you know the g easy song or like that's the kind of like the model we try to follow is like all right good song big chorus and so then you know like g easy his last song was with uh housey it's like you're always trying to find who's And I was like, you know, I I think all these pop people are great, but I'm like, what if we got somebody who has like a real voice, like somebody who could just knock this out the park um, in the gospel world. And so we have uh, mutual friends with uh, Evie. And uh, so we hit up Evie and she was like, absolutely no problem. Management made it happen. And Seijin, who is uh, in Nashville, he helped produce the song as well. He recorded her vocals, recorded I think recorded everyone's vocals, recorded Jordan Feliz, Ryan Ellis, who's on Unstoppable. And it was like a team effort and network. And so we're trying to, I'm trying to FaceTime. I think we're headed to a show and I'm in the hotel room and I'm trying to FaceTime to see how it's going. And it just, it ended up working out really well. Um And so she is an incredible artist, incredible oh, yeah. voice, incredible talent. She was from The Voice. Um, we were gonna go on tour with her at the end of the year. Um, she's just incredible. And uh, so shout out to Emmy McKinney. And that song again was a no-brainer for me and Fern. We just, you know, after production, production to me is the hardest part. You want to produce it, you want to make sure that landscape makes sense. And then, you know, I feel like we kind of, I feel like between me and Sam, we kept changing the drums a lot, Um, but it ended up working out perfectly. So uh, yeah, born for this.
0: All right, dope. Now we got Sunday service.
1: Uh, Produced this song with Ben Lopez. Um, this song and Don't Leave, I'm Sorry, we wanted to release it's like a teaser in May because um, that's kind of like, we finished the album by June, but we wanted to finish, it was like May, it like, came around we're like, want us to release two songs and management was like, yeah, you could, but we can also like figure out and keep working on more music. And I'm happy that we made that because Rendezvous, Who That Is, all these songs started evolving after we made these songs. But this song, I literally freestyled the entire song. You can hear my chair in the back. Like Usually what I do when I hear a song is I'll freestyle something and then I'll take it back and record it a little bit more professional so you don't hear stuff. But this song just, I love the feeling of it. And so, yeah, so uh, Fern obviously was the alley who killed it. And this song was one of the first three that we worked on. It was like, I can't fail this and don't leave, I'm sorry and uh yeah ben lopez killed it and it was kind of like originally i think when when i worked on the song we were pitching it to rod Wave for his album through somebody that i knew and i was like "Ah, i kind of want to keep it and so that was just kind of happened like that
0: does that does that cover don't leave i'm sorry too or do you have uh don't leave i'm
1: sorry i produced it with my buddy gabe um a young jordan who's on it um that song, easy. It's like one of those songs that you just like, what I like to do for me is like, I like to build off the momentum of whatever we create. So if I start with the beat, I have to finish it that half an hour that I started it. And then from there, I sit with it, see if I like it. And send it to Fern and we figure it out. But for the most part, like a lot of these songs, just like the momentum of it was really, really quick. Nothing took a long time. Everything was like in the week of creating it was the week it was finished. And so, you know, another one of those songs, it's just fun. That's like classic social club. Um, and I teased that song, I feel like months ago, months, months, months. The first song I ever teased, but yeah, don't leave I'm Sorry. And that's a good song. And yeah, produced that one too. I produced about nine, nine songs or eight songs on the record on this entire album. It's been fun. Like being a producer has allowed me to, it strengthened me as an artist, strengthened me as a singer, as a rapper. And, um it's fun it's fun to create you know it's fun I feel like if I don't create one thing a day I'm, I'm like not doing well and yeah. so that's something that I always feel like you have to create like that's what God's called me to do so how can I continue uh you know the momentum of this so even now this week I made five songs we we made a song for uh last week for Michael's album Bodega which is yep. incredible um, we got like a bunch, of, I, I worked on a couple ghostwriting songs and then I, a couple songs with my friends. So, um, you know, if the, if the energy's right and you're in it, it's very easy.